confused by finances, investing, estate, and retirement planning? Well, I went to school so you don't have to. Welcome to Finances and with Kathy and Jennifer. Welcome to Finances and. I'm Jennifer and I'm here with Kathy. Today we'll be discussing reverse mortgages. Reverse mortgages allow you to convert the equity in your house into cash without having to sell it or pay monthly mortgage bills. This is much needed cash for seniors who have almost all of their retirement worth in the value of their homes. So Kathy, being close to retirement, (laughs) closer than you maybe, but not actually close to retirement. Yes, yes. Is this something that you would consider using in retirement, a reverse mortgage? I don't think a reverse mortgage should be a plan going forward. I think a reverse mortgage should be a backup if needed and you find yourself in a situation, but it's not something where you think that average person would think to themselves, oh, I'll just get a reverse mortgage when I get older. So how does a reverse mortgage work? Let's start with how a traditional mortgage works. You borrow the principal amount needed to buy a home, generally minus your down payment, and including any lending fees called points for borrowing the money. Then you make monthly payments to your lender to repay this loan. This is commonly done over 30 years, but there are 15 years mortgages as well. For the first 20 years, the amount of money in a traditional mortgage goes almost exclusively to interest on the loan. In other words, you're not really paying down what's borrowed as much as paying to borrow the money. This is because you owe so much that you owe a lot in interest as you get closer to paying off the loan because you have paid down the actual amount borrowed. This process is called amortization. When you're paying those monthly payments, that includes principal and interest. Sometimes this also includes other fees like PMI, which is your principal mortgage insurance. And this lets the lender file an insurance claim if you stop paying what you owe. A reverse mortgage is a loan that you borrow against the equity that you've been building up in your house over the years by making payments. Instead of paying a bank monthly, you're going to get an advance on the money you have put into your home. The money is not generally taxable and taking out this money won't affect benefits like Social Security and Medicare. So when do you repay this loan? That's the difference. When the last borrower dies or moves out, the home is sold and then the loan is repaid with the sale of the house. Some quick facts on reverse mortgages are that sometimes a non-borrowing spouse can remain in the home. There are some costs involved. Like a traditional mortgage, there are origination fees, and these are the profit that a lender would make and other kinds of closing costs which can include property taxes, mortgage insurance, and other types of fees. And some of these servicing fees will be uh, accrued over the life of the loan. The amount you owe grows because the interest is added onto the balance you owe each month. You will probably need 50% equity of the current value, not what you paid, to qualify for the reverse mortgage. Often these loans have a variable rate, which means your rate will change possibly annually or yearly, along with the financial index. The interest on these loans is not tax deductible like mortgage insurance until you pay the loan off partially or in full. Since you're going to be able to keep the title to your home, you still are responsible for paying property taxes, any insurance, utilities, homeowner fees. If they are not paid, though, the loan may need to be repaid in full. So you have to make sure that you'll have enough money elsewhere to make these costs. You're going to also need to live in your home as your primary residence and keep it in good condition. 
There's another type of these loans called a home equity conversion mortgage or HECM. If this loan is signed by only one spouse, then in certain circumstances, the other spouse can continue to live there after the signer dies, but the remaining spouse will no longer receive money as they weren't part of the loan agreement. These loans often have a fixed interest rate versus a variable rate. And this is where we were talking about some of them having a fixed rate. These HECMs are the ones that will have a fixed rate available to you. Often a home is left to the owner's heirs, but by using a reverse mortgage, you're going to probably use up the equity in the home this way. So these loans have a non-recourse clause, and this just means that it keeps your estate from owing any more than the value of the home when the loan is due and sold. And so with these HECM loans, if your heirs want to keep the home, they would not have to pay more than the appraised value of the house. And they can take that money in a lump sum of the appraised value of the home. Consider these three reverse mortgages. The least expensive option is a single purpose reverse mortgage. This is offered by state and local government agencies and or nonprofit organizations, but these are not always available. The loans are specified for a single purpose say home repairs, improvements, or even property taxes. These are available to low and moderate income borrowers. There's also something called a proprietary reverse mortgage. These are private loans backed by whatever company is offering them. They're bigger loans for higher valued homes. The higher the value of the house with a smaller balance means that you're going to qualify for more funds for your reverse mortgage. The last kind is the HECM, which is backed by HUD, insured by the Department of Housing and Urban Development. And these loans can be used for any purpose. These type of loans she was just mentioning may be more than a traditional home loan with higher upfront costs. These type of loans may be more than a traditional home loan with higher upfront costs. This may not be a good option if you don't plan on staying in the home for long or you only want to borrow a small amount. The lender is going to consider these things before they us give you money. So for example, your age, the older you are, the better for them because you're probably not going to be around quite as long, but you're going to have to at least be 62 years old. The current interest rates, the type of reverse mortgage you're looking for, your ability to pay those property taxes and homeowners insurance, and then the appraised value of the home. Like most financial products, you should shop around to find the cost of these loans. You should list the origination fees, the interest rates, closing costs, and service fees. Also ask about the total annual loan cost or TAU, which will project the annual average cost of the reverse mortgage, including all itemized costs. And like anything, if you're going to actually consider doing this, you want to reach out to a number of lenders and then compare the exact fees to the exact fees. If you make a table and fill it in for each lender and maybe somebody has an unusual fee, but you can compare the same thing to the same thing. Once you decide to take out a reverse mortgage, you can take the money out in six different ways. You could take a lump sum, and this is where there is a fixed interest rate and you are going to receive the loan value all at once. So maybe you take out $100,000, they're going to give you $100,000 minus your fees. You could also take equal monthly payments. This is an annuity called a 10-year plan. You're going to be sent steady payments from the lender until you pass. Or you could take term payments of equal payments for a set period of time, let's say 10 years, for example. 
You could also take a line of credit, which is available for the homeowner to borrow against as needed. Interest is only paid on the amount borrowed after taken out. You could also do a combination of equal monthly payments and a line of credit. So you would get the equal monthly payments over a set period of time and the line of credit option that you can access at any time. So they don't necessarily have to be taken together. And then you could also do a combination of term payments and a line of credit. If you need a line of credit during or after the term, it's available to you. Reverse mortgages are legal, but they're not for everyone. So make sure you understand all the costs, features, the repayment requirements without any pressure from anyone. Once you sign, you're going to have three days after closing to cancel this if you decide it was a bad idea for you without any penalty. You must do it in writing though, so make sure to send it by certified mail and save your receipt. Then the lender has 20 days to return any money that you might have paid them for financing. Watch out for outliving the loan. If you choose a lump sum or term loan or a line of credit and use it up, you may not have money left when you need it. You can't borrow 100% of the value. In fact, it will probably be far less. But the higher the appraised value, the more you can borrow. The amount you can borrow is about 58% of the home's value with a limit of $765,600 in 2020. As with any lending vehicle, be wary of the terms. For example, in Philadelphia, when there was the real estate crash, there were desperate brokers who lost money in this crash. So they began to find ways to make money by actually searching out people and offering them these reverse loans. The people who ended up taking them had not been looking for the reverse loans. They just heard about it. They heard it was tax-free and guaranteed money. And they went ahead and took advantage and took out a reverse mortgage. But these seniors have experienced more foreclosures due to these kinds of loans than their peers had in that same area. Yeah, so the reality is reverse mortgages serve a purpose, but not saving for retirement and relying on this loan may be detrimental to you. So like we said earlier, this isn't a plan for your retirement. This is really something that if something comes up in retirement that you do not have enough money for, this is when you might consider it. These loans may be a bad idea as well if you plan on leaving an inheritance. If your children can't pay back the loan, they won't be able to keep the home when you're gone. Another reason you might want to consider not doing this is if you live with someone who's not listed on the loan, they could be put out after your death. And anyone under 62 cannot be put on a reverse mortgage as a borrower. Another thing to consider is if you have medical bills and take out a reverse mortgage for those, you need to be aware that you have to be healthy enough to stay in the home to take advantage of this loan. So if you live in a nursing home or assisted living facility for 12 consecutive months, it's considered a permanent move. And in fact, they will check on you annually to see where you are living. So that's just part of the agreement when you take out the reverse mortgage. Another thing is if you're considering moving, this is not a great idea. The upfront costs of the lender fees, mortgage insurance, settlement costs, those are going to all add up. So if you leave your home, you're going to actually have only six months to repay this loan, including all these fees. So you're not really saving any money. You're just paying a lot in the beginning and not being able to take advantage of it. Finally, you have to pay all your property taxes, homeowners insurance, maintenance costs. If those are already a challenge for you, they may continue to be. And although there may be funds available to you for home repairs, there may not be the same type of programs for homeowners insurance. 
Our final advice, it's a fine program, but consider why you need it and if you're sure you can keep up the payments. Otherwise, maybe consider renting out rooms to help make money and keep you in your home and help you pay your costs or take out a home equity loan, which is again against the value of the equity that you've built up in your house, which is going to be similar to taking out a reverse mortgage in terms of you'll be using your equity for the loan itself. Got anything else? No, those are some really good alternatives there that you mentioned at the end. Thanks for listening to Finances and Reverse Mortgages. We know you chose to listen and we're grateful. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and share and consider leaving a review because it helps us bring financial education to others and lets them find us more easily. Please let us know what topics that you'd like covered by going to our website at financesand.net. You can now find infographics on these topics here in the show notes and of course at our website. Finances and does not provide tax or legal advice and nothing in this podcast can be construed as such. Always consult a tax, accounting, or legal professional for advice on your specific situation. Remember, I went to school so you don't have to. Goodbye, Joey. Is your cat the same name as your son? Whatever that is. Rubbing my legs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what you're doing, then yes. like this. <laughs>